You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for December 24th, 2018. On today's show, Brian is solo for the first portion and talks more Smash Ultimate, but finally gets back around to Red Dead Redemption 2. Star Citizen might finally be getting closer to release, but not really. Frank joins in in the middle and the crew discusses games they are looking forward to in 2019. And they try and predict what may or may not appear on a potential Sega Dreamcast Mini. All this in the usual segments on today's episode of the Max Level Podcast. On with the show. This episode is actually posting on Christmas Eve, December 24th, and I really do hope everyone out there that listens, and even those that don't, are having a fantastic holiday season in 2018. Uh, I, I I myself have been very busy, not only getting ready for the holidays, but working on some changes that we'll be implementing to Level Down Games, Max Level, BG Mania, our video game music podcast every Wednesday. Uh, it's nothing major, but at the first of the year, you know, when, when we when we turn over a new leaf and go into a new year, I always like to update things that uh, that Level Down Games is doing as well. I always try to keep things fresh, so I've been working on new graphics, new images, new ideas, new concepts. So keep an eye out for a video that I'll be posting on New Year's Day, January 1st. That'll be detailing some of the changes that we've made. And obviously some of these changes we mentioned last week, I've already put into place like on YouTube, how there's no actual videos for the podcast anymore. And it's just previews and the whole the whole thing can't even be found on YouTube anymore. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, yeah, I hope that uh, if you do choose to listen to this the day that it posts on Christmas Eve, that you have a wonderful holiday spent with family and friends and uh, just enjoy this season because it only comes once a year, as they always say. And obviously it does. But if you didn't know, this is Max Level, a video game podcast found right here at Level Down Games, dedicated to covering this crazy and ever-changing industry where we bring you the latest information you need to know, discuss our adventures through current and sometimes older games, and have some fun discussions. I'm Brian, running somewhat solo this week. Frank is currently away on holiday leave. He is on vacation for the next couple weeks. Uh, We did pre-record our discussions that will be inserted later into the show, so he still will be here, but uh, he is not going to be present for the beginning of the games we played, the weekly scoop news report, everything else. Uh, He's only here for the discussions because those were pre-recorded. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for our videos. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. And before we forget, Max Level and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of the show. It would mean the absolute world to us. If you have the spare time, I know it's a busy time of year with the holidays. Christmas is uh, tomorrow. New Year's is next week. But if you have a chance... I would greatly appreciate if you could head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review. It definitely helps us climb the charts in terms of search results. This is where Frank would normally whisper five stars, but he's not here to do that. So I'll kind of get in there for him. The more ratings and reviews we have, the better the chance that Apple and iTunes will recommend max level. And if you're feeling extra generous, do the same for BG Mania. They will recommend our shows higher up in the list so that when someone is looking for a new video game podcast to listen to, Max Level may show up in their search results, which would be awesome. We want to keep expanding our footprint in the industry. 
Quick reminder that we will be switching hosting services starting on January 7th, the first episode of Max Level that posts in the new year. Uh, I think I figured out how to do this, so we shouldn't have any issues. But just keep in mind that Max Level is a switching podcast hosting services starting on January 7th. We have no campaign games really this week because I didn't play anything new. So we're going to kick straight over to Tasty Treats. We might as well just go right into what else we've been playing over the past week because I have nothing really new to talk about for campaign games. I have spent quite a bit more time with Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I, in my opinion, I have completed the game. Now, what I mean by that, and this goes into what we're going to be doing for 2019, the 100 game challenge. Uh, Frank and I are both participating in that, where the goal is to try to finish 100 games in 2019. But finish is debatable. What does that mean? And it's up to you to come up with what it actually means. But it can't just be like, oh, I played the game for 10 minutes and I'm done. I finished it. That's my play the game for 10 minutes is my interpretation of finish. No, 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 no. I've unlocked all the characters. I've went through the entire single player story, the world of light and everything that comes after that. I don't want to jump into spoilers on this episode, but uh, everything that comes after world of light and, you know, the world of light itself. I've done that. I have I still need to work on achieving um, some of the spirits, but those are kind of random now because I have to be at the mercy of the spirit board. So I have no direct control over that. And I don't consider the smash like going through smash mode with every character essential to the story. So for me, finishing a game means finishing the story and seeing the content in a playthrough, but not all the content. I don't have to see every single thing, but finishing the story generally means finishing a game for me. Since I finished the story that's in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, to me, I, I have finished that game. And if this was 2019, I would count Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on my list of 100 games that I've finished because I have crossed it off my backlog list. To me, I am done with that game. I am still going through and unlocking spirits. I'm still going through and playing Smash Mode. I'm still participating in online battles. Uh, I'm still playing the game, but it's just I, in my opinion, I feel like I'm done with the story. So that's that. But uh, yeah, as I mentioned, still just I'm cr I'm grinding away at this. I think I am up to seven hundred and sixty some odd spirits that I have in my collection. So I have a decent amount. I have over half. There's not even thirteen hundred. There's one thousand two hundred and ninety nine. So one shy of thirteen hundred. Um, I have over half. I'm trying to get as many as I possibly can. And I'm trying to go through and I have no interest in doing smash mode with every character. I just don't have the interest in doing that. But I'm trying to do it with the characters that have a challenge attached to it so that I get credit for doing that and unlocking whatever is hidden behind those challenge panels. Um, and I'm trying to go through the stories that uh, seem interesting to me for Smash Mode. And they're not really stories, but they're just kind of like self-contained, small little adventures, I guess. But they're not really stories. Uh, I did go through Richter's on Frank's recommendation last week, and I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, still still plugging away at Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Still think it's a fantastic game. We actually have some Smash news later in the weekly Scoop News Report, so stick around for that. Uh, I played more Madden NFL 19 this week. Uh, around this time of year is always when I get really sucked into Madden. Um, I try to only play it for a couple weeks out of the year, but I really do enjoy these games, and I enjoy the micromanaging and the simulation aspects a lot more than I do enjoy playing the game. I don't necessarily like actual playing a football game inside the inside Madden. Like I don't 
I don't necessarily enjoy taking control of the offense or the defense and trying to win a game. Like I will do that and it's it can be fun from time to time, but that's not what I enjoy. What I actually enjoy, and I, I mentioned this briefly last week, is taking a team and rebuilding them to an aspect or rebuilding them to an extent or taking a team that is generally considered terrible, like the Cleveland Browns, and trying to make them a star franchise in the NFL. I am working on doing that right now with the with the Browns. I am in my second season. still. I'm at the end, though. I'm about to enter the playoffs and uh, the Browns will make the playoffs in the second for the second year in a row in Madden NFL 19. I really enjoy competing with the other CPU managers for the trade block and trying to, you know, win, quote unquote, the draft each year, uh, trying to find the best players, trying to really do what I can. And, you know, I play fair. I keep the salary cap on. I keep everything on. I don't, I don't turn anything off. So I only have a set amount of money to to navigate around and I have to resign my players that I want to keep. And I look at the stats and I see who's performing the best. So I really do enjoy the simulation and management aspect of Madden more than I do enjoy playing the game. And like I said, when I every I usually pick this up on Black Friday every year and I did this year, uh, I bought it for PC, as I mentioned, but I'm trying to now just not get sucked in and, and forget about these other games, because as, as I always do for about three or four weeks, I literally play almost nothing but Madden. I sit down at the computer uh, or the PS4 and I go to play something else. But you know what? I'll just jump in and play a game. And then I goes into like two games and three games and I simulate most games. I do the, you know, play the key moments that I take control uh, in the red zone, as we mentioned last week. But uh, I more just enjoy watching to see which players are doing well and which ones aren't so that I can adjust my depth chart or release players, sign new players. I, that's what I like about Madden. The game that I spent the most amount of time with this week, though, has to be Red Dead Redemption 2. I, for whatever reason, I fired it up over the past week and I just got sucked in. I got sucked in when it first came out back in October, like the last week of October. And I was still working at the uh, haunted house, though, then. So I still had quite a bit on my plate. I didn't have a whole lot of time. I played maybe I want to say 20 hours or so of Red Dead Redemption 2 in between the time it came out and now. And this pack, this past week, I've probably put an additional 20 to 25 hours into it uh, and not even really. I mean, I'm in chapter three, so I'm in chapter three now, which I think I'm about halfway done. I've heard this game is anywhere from 70 to 90 hours, depending on how much you really take in the world and do. So I feel like I'm on the average pace to finish this game. So I feel like I'm half done. I really do enjoy this game. I really do like it. There's so much to do in this world, and it's crazy because you know, you will go back and forth through the same areas over and over again. You know, you'll run to Valentine, you'll run to Strawberry, you'll run back to your camp, you'll run to all these Emerald Ranch, all these towns, all these areas. And you always find something that you didn't see each time you ride. Now, I have the ability to fast travel. I prefer, and I do take the fast travel option from time to time, but I prefer actually jumping on my horse and going out there and exploring the world, much like I did with uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where I always preferred to run around and look around instead of fast traveling or getting on my horse because there were so many things that to interact with and do. I feel like it's the same way with Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I'm not walking. Trust me, this game is massive. If I had to walk everywhere, I mean, it's it's definitely bigger than Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So if I was walking everywhere, it would take me, you know, three 
hundred plus hours just to get through the second chapter, I'm sure. But uh, I jump on my horse and I am always constantly looking for animals to hunt or strangers to help or these random one offs that, uh, you know, just happen to appear. And it's cool because the game always gives you kind of like an indicator. Uh, everything tends to happen along the main roads. Now, there are certain things that happen out there, like in the middle of the forest, but eventually there'll be some type of quest or some type of dialogue an NPC will say that you have to talk to that will kind of point you in the right direction so that you're not actually missing anything crucial to the uh, to the story and the narrative. I think this game is special. I do. What it was able to do to this already great game in Red Dead Redemption. The first Red Dead Redemption was great. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is even better. And I really do, really do like firing this up and jumping in. Uh, each time I sit down now to play something, I am gravitating toward Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, and, and without even thinking, I just jump in and play. And that's not even not even jumping into the online beta. I think it's in beta right now still, but uh, I haven't even touched Red Dead Online because I'm trying to actually finish the story and finish the actual single player campaign before I jump into the online stuff. So I have no clue if I will finish this. I, You know what? I probably am going to finish it over the holiday weeks, whether that's this week or next week with New Year's next week. Uh, I, I think I want to try to get Red Dead Redemption 2 off of my plate before 2019. That way I can really sit down, buckle in, strap myself into the chair and focus for 2019 as I try to finish 100 games throughout the year, which would equate to about two games a week. If I have a 90 hour game on my plate at the very start, and I do want to finish it because I'm already half in. I'd like to finish that before I switch to something else. I am not even going to finish one game in the first week, so I at least want to finish one game a week. And then, you know, for some weeks, I'll get two, three, four. And if I play smaller games, I need to finish this. So I will be cranking out a lot of time into Red Dead Redemption 2 over the next several, several weeks. Well, the next two weeks, really. I have uh, as of time of recording, because it is the 22nd, I have, you know, nine days to finish it, including tonight. So it'll get done. It'll get done. Every time Frank's not on one of these shows, though, uh, the games I played tends to go pretty quick. That's all I played. I put it. I tried to. I on, actually, you know what? I tried to fire up Just Cause 4 one more time to see if maybe I was wrong last week when I talked about it. Maybe it is the game I wanted to play right now. I played it for about another two hours and just determined that it is not something I want to touch. So I have shelved it for now. I will go back to it eventually. But as of right now, I am just not interested in uh, Just Cause 4. I am more interested in some of the better games that have released over the past several months. I will try to get back to it in 2019. It is on my backlog, so I will try to get back to it. But as of right now, not going to happen. That's going to take us now to the weekly scoop news report. Uh, lighter week, obviously, because it is Christmas week. We have six items on the docket to talk about. And as always, well, not as always, because some weeks we don't have to do this. But we're going to kick things off this week with a special game announcement that makes me super freaking happy. Falcom has announced Ease 9 Monstrum Nox for PlayStation 4. It will launch in 2019 over in Japan. Now, if you remember two weeks back, Frank and I had talked about Project NOX that uh, Nihon Falcom was teasing. Obviously, this is Ease 9 now because it has Nox in the title of the game. Ease 9 Monstrum Nox takes place in Baldu, which is northeast of Asteria in the Glia Eldingen region. 
Set in a huge city known as Prison City, a new adventure surrounding the mysteries hidden in the city will unfold alongside people called Monstrum who possess supernatural powers. Ease series trademarks such as speedy action, like diverse skill attacks, free dashes, and jumps, and battles against giant bosses will return alongside numerous new elements connected to Ease 9's setting, including the use of supernatural actions of Monstrum to freely explore all areas of the field, guild operations in Prison City, and much more. Uh, I am super happy this was announced. I can't wait to play this, even though I know it'll be a few years till we get it here in the United States. Since it's launching in 2019 over in Japan, I'm assuming probably NAS America is going to try to get their hands on Ease again to not only redeem themselves from what happened. And I didn't even think Ease 8 was bad, but a lot of people did the translation aspects, not the game, just the translation. So they may try to get their hands on this to redeem themselves with the translation, which would be fine because I thought they did a great job with Ease 8. I did not see the issues that a lot of people did. So if they get it, then we will see it here in the United States, probably 2020. If someone else gets it, it may be a little bit longer. Either way, I'm excited to play this. So can't wait to check out Ease 9 when it does eventually make it over here to the shores of North America. We have one sale in revenue to talk about this week, and this is a massive one. The Nintendo Switch has become the fastest selling video game system of this hardware generation through the first 21 months, according to the NPD group, which tracks video game sales in the United States. Congratulations to Nintendo. This is a massive achievement for them. From its launch in March 2017 through November 2018, Nintendo Switch has sold more than 8.7 million units, outpacing United States sales of all other current generation systems at the same point in their life cycles. So at the, the at the point where the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One were 21 months in, they were less than 8.7 million units sold. So the Nintendo Switch is the fastest selling video game system of this hardware generation. Nintendo is also the overall top-selling United States software publisher so far for 2018, according to the MPD group through November. This performance should receive an additional boost from the December release of the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate game, which has become not only the fastest-selling Nintendo Switch game of all time, but also the fastest-selling game in the Super Smash Bros. series, with the United States sales of over 3 million units in just 11 days, according to Nintendo's internal sales data. Nintendo is absolutely on fire right now. I cannot be happy enough for them. I am so glad that they are finding success with the Switch. I hope it has reinvigorated that company. I hope it has given them new hope with the console generations. I hope it has given them a strive to push forward and make better hardware and make better games. The Wii U, while I thought it was good, just wasn't good enough. The tablet wasn't good enough. The Switch is great. I can't imagine them ever going back to a non-hybrid system now. Having the, the Switch double as both your handheld and your home console just seems too perfect. I do think eventually the Nintendo 3DS will have to be phased out, so these handheld games will start just flooding to the Nintendo Switch or whatever comes after the Switch in the next several years. Uh, this is great news, man. I'm really happy to see Nintendo on top. I always have been a Nintendo kid through and through and ever since I was a little boy. So just having them be on top again in 2018 in this generation of consoles with the powerhouses that are PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, I'm I'm very happy for them. I'm I'm super happy for them. We have no teases leak this week and no DLC related news, but we do have one unfortunate delay to talk about. And this is a delay to something that was just recently announced 
Uh, I think they pushed it back to get it closer to the official game release, though, and that it would make total sense to me to do that. Square Enix has delayed the Kingdom Hearts VR experience from its previously planned December 25th, 2018 release date to January 18th, 2019. Not only that, but they're delaying it off of Christmas Day, which is probably a good thing. No one's going to be really jumping on and downloading this to check it out on Christmas Day. Uh, Putting it January 18th puts it the week before Kingdom Hearts 3 officially releases on PS4 and Xbox One. So I do think that's smart. Kind of capitalize on on when the fire is hot. Uh, the first part of the virtual reality music video will be available on launch date, while the second part, which was previously planned to be released via an update on January 18th, will now be released in spring 2019. So not much of a delay, less than a month, but still a delay nonetheless. We have a couple of random stories to talk about, though. Uh, the first one here is speaking of Kingdom Hearts 3, as we just mentioned, with the uh, VR experience being delayed. We have some very unfortunate news about Kingdom Hearts 3. More than a month, and this is obviously something we talked about uh, a couple of weeks back with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. This article comes to us from Polygon.com. They are reporting that more than a month before it is due to launch, several copies of Kingdom Hearts 3 have made it into the wild, with screenshots and videos of the game leaking into social media. Kingdom Hearts 3 director Tetsuya Nomura responded, responded via Twitter, which we do have the statement here in a minute, acknowledging the breach and asking the community not to share any videos or images and to warn one another of potential spoilers. Uh, word had spread that someone had apparently gotten Xbox One copies of the game from somewhere in its disc printing or distribution stream and had shared videos of the game booting up and its main menu as proof to potential buyers. The material was first shared through a since deleted Facebook marketplace listing that was quickly picked up by YouTubers intended as a warning to others. The Kingdom Hearts subreddit also swung into action, promising swift post removals and bans for those who post spoilers or participated in the spread of the game. Uh, so I did mention that we had the statement from Tetsuya Nomura on Twitter. Here is what he said. We are aware that a small portion of Kingdom Hearts 3 has been circulating online before its official release. We are also aware as to how this has all happened. We're sorry to see this cause concern amongst our fans who are excited for the release. The whole team has been working together since yesterday night, Japan time, to investigate what we can do to better the situation. But first, we would like to ask that you do not share these videos. The game's epilogue and secret movie, which are the biggest spoilers in the game, are planned to be released at a later date, just in case. So they will not be shown before the game's release, which tells me that they will be patched in via a update. They're not even actually included on the disc, which is actually really, really smart. We want everyone to be able to equally experience the full game after its release, so we ask for your continued support on this matter. We're also very grateful that our fans have been warning each other already about the spoilers. Thank you very much. We're one month out from the release. Let's enjoy the game together when it releases on January 29th, 2019. Signed, Director Tetsuya Nomura. I really feel bad for these companies right now. Uh, Nintendo just had to go through this with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate a couple weeks back, and now Square Enix and Tetsuya Nomura are going through this with Kingdom Hearts 3. You pour year after year after year of your heart, sweat, blood, tears into these games, and you have a release date set. You're excited for everyone to check this game out on that day to see these as initial reactions, and then somebody does something malicious like stealing a copy of the game from a distribution center, and not they tried to sell it, which is the stupidest fucking thing I've seen. They tried to sell this copy of a stolen game on Facebook Marketplace for one hundred dollars saying, hey, the game's not even out yet. If you want to play it, you can buy it off me for a hundred bucks. Like, How fucking dumb are you? Come on now. But uh, I really think that uh, this is going to be fine. Uh, people are quickly removing posts. If you are scared of seeing a Kingdom Hearts 3 spoiler, just try to. 
avoid everything Kingdom Hearts 3 related over the next month. I know it's hard to do. You want to watch the trailers. You want to see things. You want to be excited for the game that's coming up. But because someone has done this, you do have to play it safe now unless you're okay with things getting spoiled. I know me myself, I have now cautious anytime I see something related to Kingdom Hearts 3. I make sure that uh, it doesn't seem like something that could even potentially include spoilers in the thread on like Reset Era or Reddit or random message boards. And if it seems like there might even be an inkling of potential spoilers in there, I don't even open it anymore. I'm not even going to chance spoiling a game that I've been waiting for 12 years for. Um, actually, 13, almost 13 years. So I will not do that to myself. I want to experience Kingdom Hearts 3. And I do like how he said, uh, Nomura said that the epilogue and secret movie, uh, which are the biggest spoilers in the game, are planned to release at a later date. Uh, so as I mentioned there, as I was reading the statement, I do think this means that they are not even included on the disc and will be actually added and patched into the game probably on release day there'll be like a you know there's always usually a day one patch that day one patch will probably include the epilogue and the secret movie so that way it literally cannot be spoiled for anyone in case uh in case this happens and someone leaks the entire game online so we don't want to see that we don't want to see that at all Next news report, though, next random bit of next bit of random news. The latest issue of Weekly Famitsu has a feature on game creators ambitions for 2019 featuring comments from a total of 119 creators. I am not going to sit here and read all comments from all 119 creators. That would take us about an hour to do. But I have picked out a handful of ones that I think are interesting. So the first one here is from Atlas's Katsuro Hashino. His 2019 keyword, and it's not even a keyword, it's a key sentence, is the love drama will be taken to the extreme on Valentine's Day. With the goal of an official announcement, he is making an entirely new RPG at the new studio that isn't a Shin Megami Tensei or Persona game. I think it will be a game, he said, I think it will be a game that hasn't been done before. What is the traditional fantasy these days? Confidence among the team is increasing each day as we move forward. I will continue straight ahead as not to get lost and have fun while progressing with work. Please look forward to it. I am interested to see what this is. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Shin Megami Tensei and Persona. So if they are working on something entirely new and it is an RPG, I can't wait to see what this is. I'm looking forward to that. The next one is from Square Enix's Tomoya Asano. Uh, that 2019 keyword on a new land. Quote, in 2019, I have a bit of a different challenge from what I've done previously, which was Octopath Traveler in the Bravely Default series. I'll do my best. The 11th business division is developing multiple games. There should be something that makes everyone happy. It will take some time before we're able to share news, but please look forward to it. Uh, end quote. If they are making an Octopath Traveler 2 or a Bravely 3, Bravely 3rd, whatever, I am happy. I am on board. Just give me something. I want to play it. The next statement is from Square Enix's Yoshinori Katasi. 2019 keyword long awaited. Quote, I want to work hard to satisfy the expectations of the fans with Mobius Final Fantasy currently has a collaboration with Final Fantasy VIII, of course, and development on Final Fantasy VII Remake is moving along well. So I think 2019 will be finally the year that we see more information on Final Fantasy VII Remake now that Tetsuya Nomura is done working on it. And he obviously did say that uh, not, uh, it would be until after Kingdom Hearts 3 was released when we see next on Seven Remake. And speaking of, the next person we have is Square Enix's Tetsuya Nomura. 2019 keyword, Seven. Quote, Various announcements are planned. Kingdom Hearts 3 has gone gold, but I'm not entirely relieved that it's done. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake has to be in, not not coming in 2019, but information has to be coming in 2019 and maybe coming in 2019 if uh, if they are still doing episodic. Maybe we'll see episode one, but I highly doubt it. The next person is Spike Chunsoft's Yashiro Azuki. 2019 keyword. Wow. 
quote, in 2019, we're preparing to announce unannounced Western titles and new projects. I will do my best to make even just one more person interested in Spike Chunsoft or to hear a lot of people say, good job, Spike Chunsoft. In early 2019, I think it will, I think we will be able to share various information about Kazutaki Kadaka's new title, AI, Somnium Files. So that's pretty cool. The next person is Sony Interactive Entertainment's Keiichiro Yoyama. 2019 keyword, comeback. Quote, while the thought never occurred to me during the year, 2018 was a troubling year where one thing after the next didn't go as expected. We had the opportunity to speak with Siren fans of 15 years at the, at the Siren exhibition, and I was able to get motivation for making games in the future as well as big hints. In 2019, I want to turn over a new leaf and go full power from the very beginning. End quote. Interesting that they mentioned Siren. Maybe we're going to see a Siren game as a launch title for PlayStation 5. That would be super cool. Uh, the next person is Nihon Falcom's Toshihiro Kondo, 2019 keyword, restart. Quote, in 2018, the Trails of Cold Steel series concluded and the Trail series that I've worked on for many years reached a big pause. In the future, I'm thinking I would like to continue supporting the series while giving it a fresh start. Additionally, perhaps daringly, the E-series will depict Adel's adventure in an atmosphere different from what we've seen before. Positioning 2019 as a year of various restarts, I will do my best. End quote. Exciting news there. I exceed games, man. I need you guys to release Trails of Cold Steel 3, please, here in North America. And I need you to get started on Cold Steel 4. I want to conclude the series. Uh, man, I really want to get this. I really want to finish that. So I'm jealous of the of all those over in Japan who have gotten to finish the Trails of Cold Steel series because I haven't even finished the second one yet because I've been kind of like stretching it out, wanting to bide my time until Cold Steel 3. The last uh, person we're going to read from is Miss Walker's Hironobu Sakaguchi, the father of Final Fantasy. 2019 keyword, turning over a new leaf. Quote, I'm starting a new project. I want to do my best to turn over a new leaf. End quote. Now, what does this mean? He has been making nothing but mobile games over the past uh, several, several years. Turning over a new leaf. Maybe this is indication that we are going to get a new console game. From Mr. Hironobu Sakaguchi, one can only hope. I'm looking forward to see what it is. No idea when we'll find out, but I'm looking forward to it. Our last bit of random news this week comes to us from Polygon.com. They are reporting that uh, Star Citizen's single-player campaign now potentially has a release window. Chris Roberts, creator of the Star Citizen Game Project, announced that his organization has secured $46 million in private investment. Along with that announcement comes a release window for his team's single-player game. Squadron 42, which is the single-player experience of Star Citizen, is now expected to be released in the summer of 2020, more than eight years after its original Kickstarter campaign. The investment comes courtesy of billionaire record producer Clive Calder and his son Keith. In exchange, the pair now own approximately 10% of the shares of Cloud Imperium Games and have several seats on the board of directors. Roberts maintains majority control of the company. As a result of the investment, the Star Citizen project is now valued at nearly half a billion freaking dollars. Are you kidding me? This game is insane. Half a billion dollars for Star Citizen, which has been in development for eight years. We have no idea when this game is going to release yet. They did touch in the article. They touched on the multiplayer aspect of the game. Still no idea when that's going to release. Uh, at least I guess now we know potentially summer 2020 for the single player uh, Squadron 42 portion. But still, I can't believe this is still going on. I'm I'm shocked. I hope it's great. I want it to be good. I've been keeping my eye on Star Citizen for the longest time because it seems like a Mass Effect game that I would enjoy. But as of right now, man, I just it's hard to get hyped for something that uh, 
has been in development for eight years. And when the single player campaign releases in 2020, summer of 2020 to be exact, if it even releases out at all, it will have been in development for 10 years because eight years uh, after the original Kickstarter, it is 2018. So in 2020, that will be 10 freaking years. Come on, guys. Wow. How crazy is that? We have a couple games that got their release dates announced for this week. Finally, uh, Senran Kagura Burst Renewal will be launching on January 22nd, 2019 in North America. Life is Strange Episode 2 will be launching on January 24th, 2019. Happy birthday to me. And Outward will be launching on March 26th, 2019. But as always, those are a couple months. Well, not even a couple months. One month away for Senran Kagura Burst Renewal and uh, one month away for Life is Strange Episode 2, but still several months away from Outward, which is launching on March 26th. Let's take a look at what's releasing this week in the new releases for the week of December 24th. You notice how there's no music? That's because there's no freaking games releasing this week. It's a holiday week. And I don't think there's anything next week either, but I will double check the release schedule next week to make sure something didn't pop up. But uh, yeah, as of as of time of recording, there are no new releases for the week of December 24th. So enjoy your time with family and friends. Enjoy the holidays and play some old games. If you do have time to play games, play some old games, play some stuff that's on your backlog. Let's make this a week to knock out one, if not two games on everyone's personal backlogs. I think that's a good goal for this week. And I myself will try to do that as well. So we'll report back next week since there's no new games releasing. We will try to knock out two games each myself and all of you listening. will try to knock out two games for this week and we'll see. We'll report back. All right, let's do let's do something interesting here. Being as that it is Christmas Eve. I think we should give a Christmas present to ourselves and talk about some games that we are looking forward to purchasing as 2019 rolls around here very shortly. So what we've decided to do, we've put together a list, 10 games each that we are individually looking forward to in 2019. I think we both have more than 10. Uh, I know I have 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I actually have 17. I think you said you had 15. That's 15 that you know of. Sure. There you go. There you go. But we're going to go back and forth and it doesn't matter who goes first because there can be crossovers. We're allowed to be excited for the same things. We're allowed to be excited for the same games. So it doesn't really matter who goes. I'll let you go first. But basically what we're going to do is go back and forth listing games that we are excited for in 2019. Now, quick preface. This is information as we know it right now. If a game ends up getting delayed beyond 2019 that we talk about here, obviously that's out of our control. As of right now, everything we're talking about is at least scheduled to come out some point in 2019 but i'll let you go first all right which i think is going to be the game of the year for 2019 from bethesda studios i'm looking forward to elder scrolls 6 i am looking forward to your disappointment when that game doesn't come out till 2025 brian you say those things and you wound me sir well you you say those things and you make me like just facepalm in disbelief Trust me, the world can use your hand over your face, you ugly son of a bitch. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Not really, though. It's not what they tell me. Well, it's because they're trying to be nice to you, okay? They're trying to spare <laughs> your feelings. <laughs> we don't know the title of this game. We know this game exists. Uh, Pokemon Switch, Pokemon RPG, whatever the next-gen Pokemon that we're getting. Pokemon Generation 8, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to call the game Pokemon Stars, the, the rumor name that we thought was going to happen originally. Do you think they would actually go with stars because of sun and moon? Or do you think they will actually try to do like a different name? They, different. they, they should. should do They should. They should. Absolutely. Now, now, the only thing that would have made sense is if Pokemon Let's Go would have actually been the Pokemon Stars because they always end up like, you know, you have what was it? 
gold, silver, or crystal, gold, crystal. platinum, whatever, whatever the hell they did. I don't know. Uh, ruby, sapphire, emerald. emerald. Yeah. yeah, so they always try to do, like, different things. Um, I I would assume that they would do a different naming scheme here, but I don't even know what they could do. I mean, we're already to sun and moon. Like, what, el- what else is there? They've done colors. They've yeah. done black and white. They've done letters. They've done letters, X and Y. And I'm really mad that we didn't get Pokemon Z. That is, you know, just to have like, a little Goku action going on. I guess we could get, like, Pokemon 1 and Pokemon 2. We, they've never done numbers, but... <laughs> I guess they have. They've done Black 1, Black 2. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they have. Uh, they've done Celestial Bodies. Yeah. Um. Pokemon Galaxy. Maybe there we'll get go. sounds. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> actually have Pokemon Gen 8 in my list of honorable mentions, but not actually in my list of official 10 that I'm excited for. It's going to sell a lot more consoles. I guarantee it. Oh, absolutely. The If you thought Pokemon Let's Go sold a bunch this past month when it came out, just wait until November 2019 when Gen 8 comes out, and I guarantee you it'll be double or triple the amount of Switches that sell for that game. Like, it'll be crazy. Pokemon Stadium Ultimate. That could be a spinoff title released in 2019. I would that would be cool. I could see them doing it because um, uh, 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 uh. if we're getting a spinoff title for the love of God and all the gods and Jesus too. Happy birthday tomorrow. Um, what I want is Pokemon Snap. Yeah, me Ultimate. too. Me too. Who who is the studio behind Pocket Tournament though? Was that Bandai Namco? I think so. Um, and I don't like that game to be honest. Well, they could easily do a Pokemon Stadium is what I'm saying. Like they wouldn't have to be Nintendo putting in their own resources so that we could easily get that as a spinoff. Um, my first one that I'm looking forward to actually happens to come out here in just a couple of weeks, and that's Kingdom Hearts 3. It's a game that I have been looking forward to for 12 years now since Kingdom Hearts 2 released over 12 years ago. And 20 years now. Yeah, well, no. Um, but it feels like it. It feels like it because it's been so long since we've had a mainline Kingdom Hearts. I mean, we've had a ton of Kingdom Hearts games leading up to Kingdom Hearts three. We had, you know, Dream Drop Distance and Chain of Memories and uh, Birth by Sleep and Fragmentary Passage. And there's been so many Kingdom Hearts games, but it's been forever since we've had a mainline game. And as I always say, I do think Birth by Sleep should have been Kingdom Hearts three and that we should be waiting for Kingdom Hearts four. But that's neither here nor there. I'm excited for this game and I think it's going to do well. I hope there's still tons of surprises for me to encounter in this game. As as am I. I know there are several, several worlds we are not familiar with yet. Uh, at least I would assume so, because if the only things that exist in the game are what we know about, then it would be kind of light. So I can't imagine I, that's I just the really case. I really want to go to the land of Moana. I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't in there. Like, Not that I've ever seen the movie, but I just want to have the rock as an assist character. I don't know that that actually, I don't know that they would Did actually put him in there. Yeah, I don't know that they would put him in there. I don't think so. That'd be cool, though. Because the the people's champ, he moves games. Well, unless it's like a game based off of the Scorpion King, and then not so much. Hey, don't diss the Scorpion King. Haku (laughs) Machete. I actually have that on my list as well, so I will pick a different one. I have others. I have others. No, you can pick it. Like I said, we can cross over. No, I want to cross over. It's another idea. Wishful thinking. Okay. I'm just going to throw this out there right now. Death Stranding. Okay. 
it quite possibly can be a 2019 game. Not in this universe. <laughs> I think so. I really think so. It's going to be my joke going forward. Just so we throw ones out there. Now, uh, so the next game I'm looking forward to, honestly, is Doom Eternal. Uh, okay. You know me. I'm Doom through and through. Okay. Um, I just want to lose myself in hell. And then I get, and then I, I do believe we're going somewhere new in Doom Eternal. I would have to assume so. Probably super ultra mega hell. Maybe. Interesting to note, though, Bethesda has been talking about 2019 being the the year of doom. So there was a there was a chance that I didn't think we'd see Doom Eternal in 2019. But after they started talking about it over the past couple of weeks, uh, 30th it, anniversary. Right? Yeah, it's looking more and more likely that doom will actually be potentially released. No, 25th anniversary. Wasn't doom 1993? Okay. Doom was 93, I believe. So 2019 will be the 25th anniversary. That would have to be 1994 just because math. Well, potentially, yeah. You're welcome, welcome, Brian. Unless unless they're not counting, unless they are counting from specifics, I don't know. Unless they're not actually counting 1993 as the first year, even though it maybe did release. Uh, Yeah, look at Fallout 76 and then say that statement again, sir. (laughs) Well, my first two picks uh, have been uh, Bethesda, huh? You can't say Elder Scrolls 6 because that wasn't yeah. your first official pick. No, no, it's official. It's happening. It's no, I mean, unless unless Bethesda's developing Pokemon Gen 8, then I mean, they both. Oh, weren't. my God. Could you imagine? Yeah, I would, don't think I'd want that at all. We could, we could coordinate to take the entire servers down by throwing three Pokeballs at the same time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'll play Doom Eternal, but not something that made my list at all, even in honorable mentions. Really? Yeah. Brian, we're going to play this game for days together. We're not going to sleep. I will be. I'm, I'm not that big of a Doom fan. Come on now. Uh, I want to throw out a game that I am actually looking forward to that has taken me by surprise. And that is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yes. The next game coming out uh, from from software being published by Activision, uh, currently set to launch March 22nd, 2019. So we are just a couple months away from this one. I wasn't sure how I felt when I found out that From Software was moving on from like the Souls type of experiences, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. But Sekiro does look like a game that has deep roots within that Souls like mechanics and gameplay. Like it's not going to it doesn't look like it's going to be as hard, but the combat looks just as fun and just as fluid. And that has me excited if they can combine that with the lore and the world building that they did for Dark Souls and Bloodborne and the interconnectivity of the worlds, how you can actually go and walk somewhere and then you'll go do fight a boss and you come circle back around and you will open a gate and you're like, holy shit. I'm back where I was before, but then I keep going this way and there's more stuff this way. So they they had this like interconnectivity of mazes that just made the world seem really cool, really alive. But it made traversal fun because you could quickly get back places with all these little hidden secrets and shortcuts. So I'm looking forward to this. I actually have that on my list, but uh, that'll be my official pick. OK, because I have another game that I really, really want to come out. OK, like like tomorrow. OK, like you want if you want to put out tomorrow, you wouldn't break my heart. Uh, Concrete Genie. Ooh, okay. Man, you are going totally different from me. That's exciting. That's exciting. Uh, Concrete Genie is a game I'm going to buy day one. I guarantee, I, I promise you I'm buying that game. I mean, we heard about this, what, in 2017? Uh, I was introduced at PlayStation Experience 2017, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this is the one where you are basically like painting graffiti on the walls and your paintings come to life. And this is how you solve puzzles and progress throughout the story and the world. It looks gorgeous and it looks like so much fun to play. Uh, It's a definite buy for me as well. 
it's, it's, it's beautiful. The story seems that's cool. The art is awesome. So, yep, I'm down. Yep. Actually didn't make my list, though. I I uh, I came up with all these other things and uh, that one for some for the reason slipped my mind. It did not make my official list. So shout out to you for keeping that on there. I want to go to a game that has the potential to be the biggest release in 2019 for me, and that's Shenmue 3. I have been waiting for the next Shenmue since 2001, 2002, sometime in that era, and I'm ready for it. We already have an official release date, which is crazy because they announced it a year in advance, August 27th, 2019. Like they did this whole live stream right around the event and with the trailer. It was at Gamescom, actually Gamescom earlier this year where we had this new trailer. And at the end of it, there was an actual like instead of just saying summer 2019, they actually legit stuck a date on there. They're sticking to it. I'm so excited. I want to see what Yu Suzuki does with this. Uh, I'm hoping it does well. I'm hoping this game actually does well because it uh, it did set some records and it did do quite well on Kickstarter. I think this game has the potential to be great. I really do. I just want it to play great. I want it to look. I don't even I don't need it to look great. I want it to play great, look decent and be fun. That's all. All right. I have another game here uh, coming out in April. Uh, is where I'm going to lose myself for quite a while. And Brian's thinking, he's thinking, he's going he's gonna to say it. I'm not saying it. I'm saying something different in April. Day's gone. Okay. I love me just kill. I love killing zombies. I love survival horror. This is going to be one hell of a game. I agree with you. And I just hope that it lives up to the hype. I mean, it seems that Sony's really putting their gusto behind this one. They are. They absolutely are. Um. So is it this... Do we have the release date for Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat is the week before. I week think. before. I know this is I know this is April twenty sixth. Yeah, this is April twenty sixth. And if no Mortal Kombat, not the week before, days before April twenty third. Okay, so I'll be spending a lot of money that week. Yeah, yeah. Make sure better make sure I put rent aside. Okay. Mortal Mortal Kombat would be the Tuesday release that week, and then Days Gone is going to be the Friday release that week. So, because Sony typically always does Fridays. Huh. Okay. Not good. but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it we'll cross that bridge when we get there um i had days gone on my official list as well i'm excited for that so i'll throw out an honorable mention um again days gone is staying on my official list of top 10 but i'll I'll mention an honorable mention i'm going to mention uh yoshi's crafted world because i think that's going to be amazing in 2019 if if it comes out in 2019 it will it was supposed to come out in 2018 and was delayed till 2019 i think this is an early 2019 title uh, we'll be putting up a well, not putting up, but we will be doing for something in the maximum podcast in January. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and try to predict like the next Nintendo Direct again and kind of like what we always do when they're because we know Nintendo typically always releases a beginning of the year Nintendo Direct. So we're looking at one potentially happening in January or February. Um, we know that new Super Mario Brothers U is coming out in January for them on the Switch. So they already have their January title in lock. I think Yoshi could be the Mar- uh, February or March title for them. All right. A uh, little fun fact for you. I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, but if you play as Yoshi in Super Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. if you pick the very last color, it's the felt Yoshi. Yeah. Yep. All right, we'll see. All right, you noticed. Right? Yep. Plus, there's a spirit that you can unlock. That's the yarn Yoshi. <laughs> there absolutely is. Speaking of, there's a spirit of Gino. I do not think Gino's going to be a fighter. There's a spirit of Kirby in the game as well. He is a fighter, so you shut your dirty mouth. Well, I guess there's a lot of spirits of Mario, too, but I mean... That those are like different versions of Mario. There's not a different version of Gino. I don't know. I don't know. You stop. Okay. 
I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. The hype train keeps on coming. <laughs> How about a game that I totally forgot was coming out in 2019? Okay. Starring everyone's favorite little brother, even though we saw her. There we go. Luigi's Mansion 5. Or 3. 3. 3. 3. I had to remind you this game was even coming out. Even though we did a reaction video for it during the Nintendo Direct, I had to remind you this game I, existed. Brian, I, as I say, I forget a lot of things. Yeah. This is why I keep, this is why I keep a thousand notes on my desktop. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very scatterbrained and I forget things. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. I, I take the Gingo Biloba in the morning and it helps keep me regular, but, you know, I still forget. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I think this game is going to be great. I think Luigi's Mansion 3 is going to be fantastic. And cross-platform. With what? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is an, I, I think this is probably going, it makes the most sense to be an October release for Nintendo because I, they put out the, uh, uh, they put out the 3DS version in October last of this year. Uh, it's so, tough, man. Why is it tough? Because the, the whole time of year is just stacked. Well, what we're looking and and this isn't a this isn't a statement that I that I alone feel. A lot of insiders are kind of saying the same thing. 2019 is going to be a lot bigger for Nintendo than 2018 was. There's so many things that could release for Nintendo in 2019, like Metroid Prime 4, like Luigi's Mansion 3. And what we're looking at here for the potential fall for Nintendo Switch, September should be Animal Crossing, September 2019. October should be Luigi's Mansion 3. November should be Pokemon Gen 8 and December is probably Metroid Prime 4. That's four back to back major AAA sellers that are that are guaranteed to sell consoles to people that may not already have picked up their switch. That's going to be crazy. And that's not even counting some of the stuff that's coming out in the spring and summer like Yoshi. Yeah, pick, like Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4 should be next year, man. It should. The game has supposedly been done for years, and I don't know why they're not putting it out. <laughs> it's like Mother 3. We're never getting it. Exactly. Uh, I have Luigi's Mansion 3 on my official top 10 as well. So as as part of the course here, I will mention another honorable mention just to get another game in there. That is Gears of War 5. I am looking forward to this so much. I really did enjoy 4. Uh, I thought that Microsoft and the Coalition, which is the new studio that's behind the Gears franchise, did an amazing job bringing Gears back with Gears 4, introducing new characters while still keeping Marcus Phoenix and some of the old gang in there and introducing us to Marcus's son and Kate, who really was the star, in my opinion, of Gears of War 4, which is why the entire story of Gears 5 revolves around her and you're playing as her now. So I really want to see where this story continues to go because I was deeply invested in the narrative. Uh, I thought it ended on a heartbreaking cliffhanger. I hated how the game ending. I wanted to keep going. I wanted to keep playing. I did not literally. The, I, I didn't even know I was close to the end of the game. I was playing through the game. I was about 15, 16, 17 hours in or so loving the game, doing this mission. It faded to black and the goddamn credit started rolling. Like that, that was one. Of, and I mentioned that in my review, like it was such a bait and switch with how the game ended. I didn't expect it to end when it did. It caught me off guard. It caught me by surprise. And it was actually kind of cool after the credits rolled. And I sat down and thought about it like, wow, this just made me want Gears of War 5 more than I ever have before. So I'm looking forward to that coming out in 2019. And that's going to be Microsoft's big fall title for sure. Another game that I forgot was coming out next year because it got delayed. So it kind of threw a little wrench in my plans here. Code Vein. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. That actually didn't make my list at all. Um, but I that's like anime Dark Souls. I, and I always keep saying yes. that, like with vampires. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Bandai Namco, I think that might could be one of their biggest games that they've ever put out if they do it right. I think that game could be great. 
do it, Bandai Namco. Do it for me. Okay. Do it for all the little Frank, all the little Hulkamaniacs out there. Well, we know the game is officially coming out in 2019 now. Like I said, it was it was scheduled to come out like September of this year and then it got delayed. So uh, you you can't imagine it's going to be September 2019. If this was a year delay, then this game was in serious trouble a couple months ago when it got delayed. Uh, I would anticipate this probably being a spring title, if anything else. So that would be cool. I think that would be fun to play. Put it out in like May or June and that would be a good month for it. Yeah, that's a, that's a damn good time to put it out too. Yeah, May, May or June would actually it would actually do really well there because I mean, in May so far you only have Rage Two and Team Sonic Racing confirmed, and June so far only has Crash Team Racing confirmed. So that I think that game actually has a chance to do well in either of those two months. And as I've been saying, I think 2019 is going to be kind of you know a bit of a breather year anyway in terms of big game releases. I don't think it's going to be as stacked as 2017 and 2018. Because in 2020, we should be getting the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Scarlet. So these companies are already ramping up production for next gen. We're getting out some titles, you know, beforehand that have already been in the works. But I do think 2019 is going to be a year that a lot of us, myself included, can catch up on our backlogs. So that'd be cool. I am going to go ahead and throw this out here now. Animal Crossing. Okay. Okay. Animal Crossing definitely is on my top 10 for most anticipated. We have been dying for a new home console release of Animal Crossing since the GameCube. We haven't had one since the GameCube. Yeah. Everything else has been. No, I take that back. The no, Wii had one. Yeah, the Wii had the Wii. But I don't count the Wii, man. I really don't count the Wii. You didn't even play that version. I didn't play that version. Yeah. The only Animal Crossing I ever played. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm going to stick with what I said. We have been waiting for a new home console version of the GameCube. I did play a little bit of the Wii version, but I didn't uh, I wasn't invested in it as much as I have been with Animal Crossing in the past. Uh, the only one I was truly invested in was the GameCube version and then New Leaf for like five or six months. And then I stopped playing New Leaf as well. Um, I like my Animal Crossing experiences on the big screen. I like, you know, being able to. Well, what I used to do, I liked going to school because I was in high school when Animal Crossing GameCube came out. I liked being able to go to school, come home, check in on my villagers, pretend like I was actually living my life. Whereas if I have a handheld, it's like I never leave that life. So I like leaving it behind for a little bit and then coming back to it. Okay, I get that. There's certain escapism when it comes to video games. I'm the same one. Yeah. So I think this game will be huge. I think there's a lot of people that have been waiting for it. Obviously, you know, you look at the reaction videos and the, you know, just the stuff that got released after Animal Crossing was officially announced. People lost their shit, man. Like this game is big. It's going to be big for Nintendo. And I, I think this could be one of the best sellers of the year alongside Metroid Prime and Pokemon Gen 8. Wishful thinking. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Okay, I'm going to let you keep that on there because I think there's a chance if it's episodic that episode one comes out in 2019. I mean, come on, they've been pushing forward back so long on this one. I agree with you. And uh, Tetsuya Nomura did say that they were waiting until Kingdom Hearts 3 was done before they really went full force into Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Well, Kingdom Hearts 3 has been done since last month. It's been done since November now. It went gold. So that means it's in production. They're putting it out and it is coming out on January 29th or whatever it is. So they should now be all hands on deck with Final Fantasy VII Remake. If the game is episodic, based on what we know is already complete with some images and some trailers and stuff that we've seen, Episode 1 has the potential to release by the end of 2019. If they've scrapped the episodic approach and are going to put out the full game, I think this gets delayed till PS5. But if it's episodic... It's it could make the first episode could make 2019. So I'll let you keep that one on there. I didn't put it on my list because I actually didn't even cross my mind that that might come out in 2019. I am going to keep it in the Square Enix camp, though, here. 
And I'm going to say a game that I am very much looking forward to after what this team did with Nier Automata is Babylon's Fall. This was that new game that was announced at uh, the shit show that was Square Enix's E3, like, direct or whatever you want to call it. Uh, terrible freaking thing. I hate so bad. They could have done so better, so much better. But uh, this is actually being published by Square and developed by Platinum Games, the same studio that actually did Nier Automata. Uh, I'm hoping that this plays Similar to Nier, uh, I do I want Nier Automata 3 or Nier 3? It doesn't have to be Nier Automata because that was just the name of the second one. But Nier 3, absolutely I do. And I hope that Platinum is making that one as well. But it, to hold me over because I think that will be a next-gen title. At least we're getting Babylon's Fall, which seems interesting. I did do an in-depth analysis during my E3 Square Enix like, reaction video. If you want to go check that out, it's on the YouTube channel. So I, I paused the trailer every couple seconds when the text was coming up and reading it and discussing like, OK, what could this mean? And based off everything we saw in it, this game has the potential to be really deep and really good. So I'm excited to see what this is and I'm excited to see more. We haven't heard a peep about it since E3. So it's got to be soon that we hear something. How many more picks do we have? I haven't been keeping count because I'm really bad at that. Uh, we have four left. Four more. All right. That was pick, num- that was okay, pick number six. Tight. That was pick number six for me. Wait, did you go first? You have three yeah, left then. You have three left then. I have four left. I got like t- six games here, so I'm trying to narrow it down. I'm going to say. Yeah, that's like, Still mention your others, though, when we're done. Oh, well, Because I believe in Tim Schafer. Okay. It's going to be a great game. All right. I'm going to go Psychonauts, too. Okay. I respect that choice a lot. I really do. Uh, not something I even put in the honorable mentions, but I loved the first Psychonauts and this game has been in development again for several years. Uh, yeah. we finally, we finally got a good glimpse at it this past, uh, well, not this past, but a couple weeks back at the uh, game awards 2018, where we, fo- we saw like the trailer in motion, the game in motion. It seems good. Uh, I'll play it. It's a definite buy for me. Um, I'm hoping that it's good though. I am. No, it's going to be good. I hope so. No, I, I take it back. It's going to be great. I hope so, because the first one came out of nowhere and was a big shock for me. So that was it's cool. another one of those games that I credit to. Hey, that's a pretty cool cover. We'll buy that. Exactly. Exactly. Something that you never anticipated being good. All right. I will then go. I'm going to go Judgment from Sega and the Yakuza studio. Uh, you mean Judge Eyes? Well, Judge Eyes over in Japan. Project Judge overall was the name of the oh, thing. I, and I, then, I, I, I just wanted to be the, you know, yeah. the guy who said that. Like, it's Judge yeah. Eyes. yeah, Judge Eyes over in Japan. Judgment here in North America. Just announced at um, at the Kind of Funny Game Showcase to be releasing in summer 2019. This looks phenomenal. It's like a Yakuza game fused with Phoenix Wright, fused with elements of just everything I want in a game, man. Like this game, big name actors in here from places that I couldn't tell you because I don't know other places where these people come from. But I know the names of people and I know what they look like. This game looks great. I can't wait. And I want more Yakuza style games and I want more from the Yakuza studio, because I think that's one of the most talented studios in the industry based off of what they do with the Yakuza games, based off of what they do with Fist of the North Star and now Judgment. I think that studio is very talented and very underrated. So I'm hoping that this game helps just kind of thrust them more into the spotlight because there is going to be a Yakuza 7. There is that we already know that. And it's going to star a new main character like, uh, you know, the original protagonist is done. He's retired. We're moving on with Yakuza 7 to something different. And I'm hoping that this just kind of keeps the momentum going here in North America, because as of recently, in the past couple of years, Yakuza has really picked up steam. So that's cool. 
a game that we uh, just saw at the Game Awards, even though this was announced oof, E3 2015. Mm-hmm. Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey. Okay. Uh, I was really enamored with this this trailer. Just watching, you know, these monkeys swing around. But like, like you even said, like, like Spider-Man. Like, yeah, it seemed like it had Spider-Man type controls to me. It did. I like the idea how it's, it's all about like the evolution of the species. So the things that you learn, you pass on to your, you know, to, 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 to your kin. And, you know, th- these skills will be developed through the generations. I think that's such a cool idea because it's going to be such a replayability factor where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll have a time where, you know, my clan, we, we only worship strength. <laughs> and that's a thing, man. You could do that. And you are in direct control of the evolution of your clan. And the ultimate name of their the tagline is, will you survive evolution? So maybe you won't. Maybe you make some mistakes and, you know, you end up having to play again and try again. And that would be cool if, like, you could pick up and learn where the last clan, like, left off, like, learn from their mistakes. And, like, your characters maybe start with this knowledge of what failed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would be kind of cool if the game followed that path. Uh, This game looks like a lot of fun to play. I'm hoping it controls just as well as Marvel Spider-Man did because... Watching that trailer, like with the web slinging of Spider-Man, I could get that same type of feel with swinging from vines and trees as I mean, it's the creator of Assassin's Creed. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Absolutely. And Assassin's Creed really, really revolutionized the way that you traversed around a 3D environment and climbing up walls and swinging off things and being able to just, you know, hold a button down and free run along stuff. So uh, I think this is going to be good. I would lie to you, by the way. You have one left and I have two. I miscounted. Okay. You have one left and I have two. Uh, I have three really heavy hitters. Well, you can pick one and then mention the other two. Uh, Number nine for me is Metroid Prime 4. Never heard of it. Oh, weird. Uh, It's this game that uh, stars Samus. And uh, she's actually a fighter twice in Smash Brothers Ultimate as Samus and Dark Samus. Oh, you mean the she's three times. She's also zero to Samus. So suck it. True. (laughs) True. (laughs) You know, I kind of wish that those were just... uh, alternate costume colors and they would have made room for new fighters and the more the better the, the same the same thing with pit and dark pit man if you just would have just put that as a costume give me another fighter same thing with uh dr mario put that as a costume give me another fighter they're called echo fighters okay so i just learned to love them and embrace it okay they aren't echo fighters though dr mario is not an echo fighter sure he is no he isn't uh it's kind of dumb that he's not he is he's not uh, Metroid Prime 4 being developed by Bandai Namco. So this actually isn't retro. This actually isn't being done in-house at Nintendo. They are working on a partnership with Bandai Namco to develop this game. I think that this has the potential to be absolutely incredible and one of the best-selling games of the generation if this is done correctly. People have been waiting for a new Metroid Prime game since the end of 3. Uh, there's rumors that we're going to be getting the Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection on Switch sometime in 2019 before this game's comes out to get everyone familiar with the series that maybe hasn't played it yet or maybe has just forgotten what happened in those three games. But uh, this is the game that I have always been clamoring Nintendo to make after finishing the third one. I'm ready for more Samus. I'm ready for more Prime. I like these games more than the actual 2D style Metroid ones, which I know is the kind you prefer. Yeah, but I am ready for more Metroid Prime. I am. You're saying you like Metroid Prime better than Super Metroid. I do. You're a damn fool, Brad. <laughs> All right. It is hard for me to pick between these last three. OK, uh, but you know what? I'm going to sucker punch you with this one right here. I'm going to take Ghost of Tsushima. 
All right. All right. I have it on my I I mean, I knew what you were doing when you said sucker punch. You'll that's a whole day. I have it on my honorable mentions. Absolutely. But uh, I'm still a bit iffy on Ghost of Tsushima. I need to see more. But I think it looks fantastic from what we've seen. I want to see less. I get what you mean. And I will I will reiterate what I said. I want to see less. But I need to see more at the same time. Like, I need to see more to make sure that the actual game is going to play well. (laughs) Because all we've seen so far, which that scene of him battling that, like, Kung Fu master, whatever it was, um, under the cherry blossom tree tree with the actual cherry blossoms falling and, like, moving around. That looked like PlayStation 5 technology to me, which is why I actually thought that game was going to get delayed to next generation. But it's not. It is. They are saying 2019 for this game. It's incredible to me. I I hope it plays just as good as it looks. And if it does, man, that that's going to be one of the better games of the year. I do think so. I do. But it has to play just as good. Do you think this will follow in Red Dead's uh, footsteps of an install disc and a play disc? I think it's going to have to. Yeah. I, I Based off of what we saw, I think it's going to have to. And that's just more indicators of how really close we are to the next generation when the discs that we have can't even hold all the information anymore because usually you can just put the disc in and it downloads like an 80 gig update or something. Now yeah. you actually have to put something in for the first disc to even work. So I, I think we are getting, I mean, they've, they've got to, it, it's time we got to move on. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Uh, number 10 for me is the last of us part two. I saved it for you to be honest. Yeah. Number, number 10 for me is the last of us part two. One of my favorite games of all time is the last of us part one. I absolutely love the story that Naughty Dog was able to create and weave together between Joel and Ellie. Um, I truly think it's a masterpiece. I think The Last of Us Part One is a masterpiece that is going to take a lot of effort to top. It's definitely it's definitely one of the best games ever created without question. No arguments from anybody that's ever played that game. Can they can anyone argue that that isn't as good as everyone says it is? And I think The Last of Us Part Two is going to continue that. Uh, obviously, we know we're playing as Ellie. And all we've seen of Joel is in that one trailer where Ellie's playing the guitar and Joel walks up. We don't know if that was a flashback. We don't know if that was a spirit of Joel talking to Ellie. We don't know anything. Joel might be dead. There's so you many better unknowns. Sh- you better stop. Uh, is Ashley Johnson returning to the role? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait for this, man. I can't wait. What's the honorable mention that you didn't do? But obviously we know one of them was the last of us part two. So yeah, I have an honorable mention and this is more just my own crazy mind here. I want this to come out February 4th. Um, that's because that's the year, well, 1986, February 4th is when Janet Jackson's control came out. Her first <laughs> studio album. So you're talking about control the game, control the game. Yeah. Although if they want the remaster John Jackson's control, I'd be totally down for that as well. There you go. Uh, I I am looking forward to control. As everybody knows, I am a big fan of Remedy Entertainment. I think what they did with uh, Alan Wake was fantastic. What they did with Quantum Break was OK, but not convincing enough for me. I would love to see another Alan Wake, and I think we will eventually. But uh, this is a good first step as they break away from just putting games out on Microsoft platforms. This, you know, controls coming out everywhere. Uh, PS4, Xbox and uh, PC, not Nintendo Switch, though. Uh, I think this has the potential to be good. So that is a good honorable mention. I actually have three. Um, I have Sea of Solitude, which we saw several months ago. That's the one where the girl is on a boat and like these like these weird creatures in the water, uh, these like shadowy type creatures. and They're trying to kill her. Uh, it's an indie title. It looked fantastic. I can't remember where we saw that. It probably was Gamescom. It looked so good. 
uh, in the Valley of Gods is the next title from Campo Santo and oh, being, right, being, right. being published by Valve. Uh, I think that looks great. And then uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps coming from Microsoft, I think will also be fantastic when it comes out in 2019. So that was our Christmas present to each other, kind of getting to long and speculate on some of these games that we are very much looking forward to and eager to play as 2019 gets here. Since we're in the mood of going back and forth, since we just went back and forth with our games of 2019 uh, and there's no chance of Auto Scroll 6 coming out, Frank, I'm so sorry. But uh, I think we should I'll do a chance. <laughs> I think we should do something fun now. Obviously, we are in. The holiday spirit, man, we're in good moods today, and I think this episode just needs to be fun. Obviously, we talked about games we're looking forward to in 2019. Let's talk about something else that has the potential to release in 2019. And I don't know if you guys, anyone saw this, but uh, is recently, my uncle from jail? is he in jail? No, no. Oh. I was going to say, because maybe his, you catch him, please may, don't release him. maybe he'll be up for parole soon. I don't know. Uh, Let's hope not. <laughs> oh, man, I hope not. If you saw recently, there was a tweet about somebody from Sega asking, like, what color combination they liked from the Sega Dreamcast. And it was like all these different styles and colors and that kind of stuff. And once that tweet hit, people started speculating. Did Sega just inadvertently leak that they're working on a Sega Dreamcast mini? <laughs> because why else would they be wanting to come up with color schemes and different kind of things for the Sega Dreamcast? So maybe there's going to be like a, a Dreamcast built into Shenyu. I mean, it's possible, but I doubt it. <laughs> I think this more realistically is going to be the Sega Dreamcast Mini, which Nintendo started, obviously, with the NES Classic. We got the SNES Classic. Uh, weird that we didn't get a uh, N64 Classic or anything in 2018. Weird. It was just, uh, you know, or nothing announced. Nothing announced yet is what I meant. But I do think Nintendo will put something out. You know, 2017 was the NES Classic. 2018 was the SNES Classic. 2019 will be something, whether it's the N64 Classic, whether it's the Game Boy Classic or whether it's something entirely. 2019 will have a Nintendo Classic console. Now, Sony put out the PlayStation Classic earlier this month. I think Sega is going to put out that Sega Dreamcast Mini in 2019. And if they're smart, they'll do it around the fall, maybe in September when the actual Sega Dreamcast officially released. So this could still be months and months away. But I think it would be fun before we get to 2019 just like we did with the Nintendo 64 Classic, which whenever that is announced, I have the list saved and we'll go back and actually talk about the games that we picked and see how close we were to the official list. Much like I'm going to save our list right here because we are going to predict the games that we think will be on the Sega Dreamcast Mini. We are going to go back and forth and we're going to do a list of 20. So Frank is going to give out 10 games. I myself am going to give out 10 games. We do not have any vetoes like we did with the N64 Classic. Yes, we do. We do not have any vetoes and we cannot replace a game that's already been put on the list like we did with the N64 Classic. Ryan, I want to replace all your games. No, no, no. I want to I want to do this to where you throw out the first 10 games you think of. I throw out the first 10 games I think of. And that's the official list of 20 games that will be on the Sega Dreamcast Mini. All right. All right. I'll play your game, you rogue. All right. And I'll even let you go first as soon as you're done crinkling wrappers. I'm sorry. OK, it's the season. <laughs> I say this game will definitely be on there. And its game is called Sonic Adventure. OK, I respect that. Uh, I think that is highly likely. And I'll even follow that up with Sonic Adventure, too. OK, good, because that was my next pick. <laughs> 
Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio, whatever they want to call it. Okay. I think Jet Grind Radio has a very good chance of making it on the Sega Dreamcast Mini. In fact, if it didn't, I think that'd be a crying shame because it was one of the better Dreamcast games. Uh, I will go ahead and throw out Skies of Arcadia. It will make the list my, for sure on my on my list. Is so, it really? OK, cool. Yeah, it I, th- absolutely I, th- is. I think Skies of Arcadia, if they didn't put it on the list, it would be a crying shame. Uh, it is probably the best RPG released on the Sega Dreamcast. So I do think it would make the list on the Sega Dreamcast mini. I'm going to throw one out there. You didn't even think was on my list. OK. Grandia 2. Wow. OK, I actually didn't think you would put that on your list, but I'm very happy that you did. Uh, I surprisingly did not put that on my list. Uh, I didn't think that I didn't actually think that that would make it. But if it does, I would be happy for it because I'd play it. I'd play it Uh, again, just like I'm going to play it again when it releases uh, this winter, whatever that is for the uh, Nintendo Switch with the remastered version of one and two. So I I play Grandia every time it comes out. I think this one would be challenging for them to do, but I think they'd have to pull it off. And Sega does own the IP. It's crazy taxi. Yes. Um. Do you say Crazy Taxi or Crazy Taxi 2? Just one. Crazy Taxi 1. Okay. I will not follow you like you followed me on Sonic, though. Okay. I don't know if they would put both Crazy Taxi 1 and 2 on the on the Sega Dreamcast Mini. I think they would only put the first one. I'm not sure. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was the better version, so I don't okay. know. But I think with all the licensed songs, it might be a bit of a challenge. But because Sega owns it, they may be willing to put it on there because I do think it is a game that is synonymous with the Sega Dreamcast. Do I think Sega will get a Capcom game? Yeah, Okay. Resident Evil Code Veronica. Ooh, okay. I like that. I didn't have that on my list. Uh, that was Code Veronica. Was that X? It had to be, yeah. Yeah, sure. I think that was X. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Code Veronica X. Uh, I didn't put that on my list. I wasn't sure if... Uh, I, I mean, I played that, but I wasn't sure if they would actually go for it. So I like that pick, though. It's a good game. I would put it on there. I am going to put I out... A, going. I know where you're going. Come on, do it. Do you? I don't know if you do. do the, re- the game I'm putting on here is a game that is so crazy... But it's not Crazy Taxi 2. And Sega also owns this one. Nope. I don't think they're going to put somebody Omega on here because they'd have huh? to put out the maracas as well. Huh? I don't think any anything. You, that, shut, your, you shut your dirty mouth. Up. Anything okay. that requires peripherals, I don't think we should put on here because I don't think they release the peripherals with it. So I, I don't think that, that I don't think it would work. But there's one thing that I do think could work. And that's C-Man. You know what? You madman. I had that on my list as well. Because <laughs> I, I feel like that would have happened. Yeah. I think C-Man might make the list. But you need a microphone. Well, you can get a well microphone. no, they can. They can literally build a microphone into the controller for the Dreamcast Mini or at, on the Dreamcast Mini itself. They can't build a maraca into the Dreamcast Mini. <laughs> OK, <laughs> a microphone is a lot easier to do than maracas. Ooh, 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 ooh. OK, Soul Calibur. There you go. I had that on my list. I, w- I was going to put it on there next if you didn't, because uh, we, we need a, we need a fighting game. We need a fighting game. I, ha- I picked three fighting games, so I'm trying to I had to pick the, the most likely one. of the Sure, three. sure. We need a fighting game. I'm actually going to follow it up with another fighting game that I think would make it. And that's Power Stone. Power Stone 2. OK. Power I, Stone 2. No, Power Stone. If you want to put Power Stone 2 on there, we can. Damn it, Brian. I'm only going to go one Power Stone. But I okay. still think that if, if it does make it, it'll be two. I think both of them have a good chance to make it in all honesty. OK. Space Channel 5. Okay. I think that has a great chance of making it. That's another game that is synonymous with the Sega Dreamcast, one that people just... A lot of people owned that game. A lot of people had that game. They did. So I think that has a good chance of making it as well. I am going to go with Virtua Tennis. 
Mm. Which is an IP that Sega owns. Okay. Because I think there will be some sports game on here. And I don't think we're going to get the NFL 2K games. I don't think we're going to get the NBA 2K games on here. Uh, I, but I think one thing that Sega actually owns is Virtua Tennis. And I think that's something they would be willing to put on here. And it's not a bad game. It's a good game. How many picks do I have left? Just the one? Uh, no, I'm old. This is only uh, game number 13. You have four left. Impossible. You have four four left. Left. Okay. Yeah, you have four left. Shed me one. There it is. I was going to put it on there eventually. Uh, yeah, I think that would be on there just because I think it has to. I think it has to be. Now, I don't think Shenmue 2 would be on there because that never officially released in English on the Dreamcast. It did release in English on the Xbox, but uh, I think Shenmue has to be on the Sega Dreamcast Mini. I do. I really, really do. I am going to say Sega also puts another sports-esque game on there, but not really a sports game because I think Sega is going to do something a little bit different with their Dreamcast Mini as like opposite of Nintendo, opposite of Sony. I think we're going to get Sega Bass Fishing. You're a madman. <laughs> I think okay. Sega, I, I'm trying to think how, how these companies, they tend to try to put IPs that they own on there as opposed to licensing out other people's IPs. So I had to look and see what does Sega own that they actually put out on the Dreamcast. And there's a lot of crap. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of things that I don't think would make it. But I think Sega Bass Fishing would actually make it. You know what? I'm going to go with the exact opposite of you here. Okay. And I'm going to say something that they don't own. Okay. Marvel versus Capcom 2. Okay. Another fighting game. Um, That one I'm not sure of. I know that game is very synonymous with the Dreamcast, just like some of the other games we've mentioned. A lot of people picked it up on the Dreamcast over other platforms. Uh, I think it may have even released first on the Dreamcast. I'm not 100% sure on that. But uh, this game got a lot of playtime on the the, uh, Dreamcast, so I do think that is a possibility. I do. I think it's a possibility. I am going to go... With Sega Rally Championship 2. Damn it. Was that one of yours? I literally had that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that has the potential to to make it. I think they will put one racing game on here. And I think they go with Sega Rally Championship 2 over Daytona USA 2001. I think Sega Rally Championship 2 makes more sense. Screw it. I'll do another fighting game. Okay. Dead or Alive 2. Okay. I'm kind of wish we had some of these vetoes and reading the replaces now. Because I think this, uh, this, this Dreamcast mini list is getting heavily... To be fair, skewed towards the fighting the genre. I know, was I know. a very fighter heavy system. I know it was. I know it was. And I, I, and I wanted to pick House of the Dead uh, too, but uh, you said no peripheral, so like comes out. Yeah. Well, you could, I guess you could try to go typing of the dead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go a completely opposite route then, because I think we need another type of game that's like an adventure type of a game and something that would be just you could sit down and play. I'm going to put Echo the Dolphin Defender of the Future on there. Well, they do own the IP to that one. They do. Yep. They own, they own Echo, so. I'm going to put that on there because I think that uh, I think it would make sense to have another action adventure and fantasy esque type game on the list. Besides just uh, Grandia 2, Skies of Arcadia and Jack Ryan Radio, because otherwise we are heavy on fighters and well, just fighters. <laughs> to be fair, it's really all you need. Sure. You have one left. What are you going to go with? You know what? Screw you, Brian. Samba de Amigo. All right, I'll put it on the list, but I don't think it's going to happen. I am willing to say, and I'm going to go on, I'm going to say they're going to sell the freaking maracas. You think they sell the maracas with, okay, they can't sell the maracas. They can't put out the Dreamcast Mini with a preloaded game and then sell the maracas for the thing that's preloaded on the actual system. The, the Dreamcast Mini would have to come with the maracas if they put this on there. They can't sell it extra. They cannot sell it extra. You know what will happen? I don't. 
then I will take it back, Brian. Okay, I don't. I think if they if they packaged it in with the Dreamcast Mini, then I guess there's a potential that it could. I just don't see it. I'll take it, it back. I'll take I don't it back. See it. I'll take it back. Sure. P. S. O. Okay, Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online. Okay. Now that raises an interesting question for me. I'm I I, I I'm gonna leave it on there, and I don't even want to argue with you on that one because I love this game. I hope they let you play online with it. That's the thing. How? Yeah. How? Indeed. I hope they let you play online with it. Uh, it's another one that I. I just not sure that it would actually work out well because of that, but uh, I like it enough to leave it on there. <laughs> uh, the last game then for the Sega Dreamcast Mini that we are going to predict here at the Max Level Podcast is Res. I'm going to put Res on there. Really? Yep. Really? Re- yep. Res is great. Okay. Res is great. It's an action shooter rail game. Uh, you can actually play it in VR now on PlayStation VR. Uh, the game is phenomenal, and it was one of the best selling games on the Dreamcast. I thought for sure you'd pick another uh, RPG. Nope. Nope. Right. Nope. Because I, I, I'm i trying to pick things that were popular and that would actually potentially sell the Sega Dreamcast Mini. Like this is I want to be as close as physically possible to, with our list. And uh, I think we got a good one here. So let me run down it again. Our official predictions here at the Max Level Podcast and Level Down Games for the Sega Dreamcast Mini, if it does come out in 2019. Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure 2. Jet Grind Radio. Skies of Arcadia. Grandia 2. Crazy Taxi, Resident Evil Code Veronica X, Seaman, Soul Calibur, Power Stone, Space Channel 5, Virtua Tennis, Shenmue, Sega Bass Fishing, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Sega Rally Championship 2, Dead or Alive 2, Echo the Dolphin Defender of the Future, Fantasy Star Online, and Rez. That's a damn good list. Honorable mention to Ready to Rumble Boxing. Agreed. Agreed. And actually... Probably should have made the list over Fantasy Star Online. I think that has a better chance to make it. I had them tied. But, you know, I was like, you know, it's such a big game. Yeah, I agree with you. But I think they would edge it out to Ready to Rumble Boxing just because they didn't. Then they don't have to worry about the online aspects of the game. So, um, but I, we're going to leave our list alone. I think that's fun. And if and when the Sega Dreamcast Mini does get announced, we will go back and we will compare our list to the official release list of games, just like we will at the N64 Classic. And we will do a Game Boy Classic prediction portion sometime in the future on the Maximal Podcast, just to have that on there, too. Do you think it'll have four player control on the uh, on the Mini? For the Dreamcast? Yeah. I think it has to. I think it has to. Yeah, I just like I think the N64 Classic would have to have four player support. Like, it'll come with only one controller where you can buy four others. Maybe buy Maracas, you never know. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, every game that you actually put, every game they put out on the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, you can play by yourself. Like, you can play solo. But you can buy extra controllers to play the multiplayer. You can't play Samba Di Omega without the Maracas, and they're not going to sell it with the Maracas, which is why I was like, I just don't think that's going to happen. You can plug your old ones in. Bum, bum, bum. If that were the case, then I would say, yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, so damn it, man, I just want to do something with me, you know, I know switch, they can do it on switch. I know, I know, I know. I got, I got the Joy-Cons. I know, I know. But uh, you know what that song means. It's time for Kickstart My Heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kickstart My Heart. Hope it never stops. And thank you for joining us, Frank. Thank you for uh, for pre-recording those discussions. So that way you would still be included in the show while you are currently on holiday, gallivanting around Colorado and hopefully enjoying your holidays. But the game that I pulled up for Kickstart My Heart this week is an interesting one. It is a cozy but challenging game that involves driving a bus. The game is known as Frogvale. 
They are currently looking for $3,761, so not much money. Uh, currently sitting at 1367 so it's about a third of the way pledged. Uh, it looks like it is being funded down in Mexico. So, yeah, about a third of the way through. So, 18 days to go as the time of recording. I think this has a chance to make it. Frogvale is a game for PC that they have been developing for some years. And I think it's a one-person made game because he keeps talking I. So uh, he says that he has been developing the game for some years during his spare time. In it, you drive a bus to support your family. You must become familiar with the roads and layout of the city, drive efficiently, solve some unforeseen events, and manage money and relationships to some extent. Uh, he'd describe it as an easygoing game with some challenge sprinkled throughout. The goal of the Kickstarter campaign is to allow him to finish it around summer 2019 by working full-time on the remaining tasks. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it says Marco is a construction worker turned bus driver. He must try to keep the job and get the hang of it so he can support himself, his wife, and their soon-to-be-born child. The game will demand several skills to ensure success. Uh, be efficient, but careful. Passengers want a fast service. If you take too long to pick them up, they might get mad, which may earn you a penalty. However, if you drive too fast, it's easy to have accidents, which will cost you as well. Route memorization, please. Frogvale is not a huge city, but it can seem like a maze sometimes. You'll have to become familiar with the streets and have an idea of the layout of the areas you work in if you want to be able to work at all. Calculate passengers change. There's no fancy paying system in these buses. People will pay with cash and expect a correct change from you. Communicate during the job. Your wife, your boss, and your friends will text you and want your reply. It's hard and risky to text and drive, but you'll need to find a chance to do it or your relationships will, with them will decay. Solve other small problems that risk your stability. Sometimes street vendors board the bus and annoy your passengers. Sometimes a road is blocked. Sometimes you get involved with a gang of criminals by accident. You'll have to solve situations like these when they show up. Uh, he then went on to say that uh, if everything goes well, he estimates the game could launch in summer 2019. Of course, with game development, it's always hard to estimate an exact date since setbacks are very common. But if he had to set one, it would be July 31st, 2019, giving him pretty much till the end of July to finish it, which is a Wednesday. So middle of the week, <laughs> there's a question here. Is this just a colorful bus simulator? When he, uh, he said when he began making Frogvale, he didn't know that the simulator genre exist, uh, extended to buses. There are small similarities between the two, as would be expected, but this game is not really focused on the realism of the driving experience, nor into its technical details, and expands into other mechanics. Uh, I really think this is freaking cool. Uh, if you look at the actual art style of the game, it's kind of like block style, uh, very simplistic graphics, but... It just works, man. It just really works. It looks like it's fun to play. Uh, you have all these different aspects of the game going on around you, like texting while driving, uh, trying to maintain relationships with your friends, your boss, your wife, picking up passengers, memorizing the city, trying not to get lost. And it's not a big city. I can tell by looking at it. It's not that big of a city. But uh, like he mentioned, potential roadblocks will happen. And there's doesn't appear to be a map on the screen, at least what I'm looking at here. There's no map when you're navigating around the city, so you do have to memorize it to know where you're going and memorize your routes. And obviously you have to calculate change. So that's pretty neat. If you want to get a digital copy of this game, the cheapest way you'll be able to jump in is at tier two for 15 US dollars. It'll get you your name in the credits and a copy of the game when it, once it is released on Steam. Uh, if you want a digital thank you card, that would be $30. $50 would get you a access to the soundtrack. $100 would get you a custom building in the game. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You get a song in the game if you want. Custom avatar. Uh, custom endgame NPC. 
So yeah, there's some stuff in there. If you want to, if you really want to help pledge and make this work, as I mentioned, $15 is all it costs to jump in and get a digital copy of this game, plus your name in the credits. So keep an eye on that. Go to kickstarter.com, search up Frogvale, and let's help get this game published or funded. Let's help get the, let's help get this game funded. It looks really, really cool. But unfortunately, that's going to do it for this week. Unless uh, you have anything else you want to mention, Frank. Oh, that's right. You're not here. So that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level made possible by leveldowngames.com. And thanks again to Dance with the Dead for all the awesome music. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through iTunes. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to youtube.com slash leveldowngames and subscribe to our channel there if you haven't already. And while you're at it, why not head over to twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all of our live streams and event coverage. Make sure you click that follow button so that you know every time we go live. If you want to stalk us on social media, you can do that. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just check that description box below for the appropriate links. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max level. And happy holidays. Stay safe out there. It's the most wonderful time of the year.